Hey, Heinz, what's the haps today, my friend? Uh, you know, pretty much the usual stuff, other than the fact that you're wearing a uh, robe, it looks like. I'm wearing a karate gi because I have to mm. go to karate immediately when we're done recording tonight. So oh. I gotta go get my chop on. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were just like trying to be the dude and stuff like that, and just trying to <laughs> to hang out and uh, you know maybe go take a bath later or something. Yeah, know. I'll be there, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you uh, you know like karate like? Do you have to get punched in the face? Uh, no, like, well, just like the normal sessions that I go to, we're just going over skills and techniques. But there's also a, a third session each week that is sparring, where we have to wear sparring gear. Like, we have uh, gloves and a uh, thing on your head and protective thing for your mouth and for your legs as well. I just got my gear this week, so I haven't been to it yet. But uh, I think I'm going to go on Sunday and maybe get punched for the second time in my life. The first time was when I was in like the sixth grade, a kid named, I won't name his name. Um, but I laughed at a really bad joke of his and uh, like sarcastically. And two minutes later, he tapped me on the shoulder and clocked me in the face. <laughs> well, it, it, at least you got tapped on the shoulder and, and didn't just have somebody walk up and smack you. Like, yeah, I think happened last Sunday uh, on the uh, the Oscars, if I remember correctly. Oh, what a segue, Heinz. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of entertainment things that's happened here in the past week. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I would say not good things. No, not uh, good things. With, with a death. And uh, I think we established, I think it was in episode 18, I think, where we kind of gave the top three uh, bands of the podcast. And I believe Foo Fighters yep. was in there. Yep, it definitely was. So what do you say this week? We just kind of, oh, we just like kind of unpack some of the things that have happened in the last seven days or so and try to have as much fun with it as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's unpack some of the things that are packed in our mind oh, oh, oh yeah that was good all right let's hit that music and uh, here we go <laughs> Jake, uh, I, I feel like I should kind of leave this one one off. You're a musician. Yeah, uh, you had a fellow musician in uh, Taylor Hawkins. Yep, that passed away unexpectedly while on tour uh, in South America. I don't remember the ex country. I should off the top of my head, but Colombia. He was in Bogota, Colombia. Co Colombia. Okay. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on it, Jake? Get unpacking. Uh, I mean, I'm absolutely devastated by it. It was I, still a week later, and I'm I'm still really struggling with it in my head. It was um, yeah, the news just kind of sprung on us. Like um, my band, 
my 90s cover band was playing a show last Friday and we had just finished our set and in between sets there were some stand-up comedians performing and we're just all sitting at the table listening to the comedians when uh, get a text message from across the table from the guitarist in my band said uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters just died and we just sat there and stared at our phones while we were supposed to be laughing at stand-up comedians and um, our first set went really well our second set was pretty low energy one of our uh in my opinion one of our worst sets if you go if if you can label something like that but yeah it was just it was really really hard to to play knowing that someone such a huge huge player in the the rock and roll music scene in music in general who's been around for Oh, he's been with the Foo Fighters for like 25 years now um, and arguably the biggest rock band in the world for many, many years now. And this huge iconic figure suddenly tragically passing is just it's been really hard to deal with. I mean, I feel so bad for his wife, his kids, his band and specifically Dave Grohl, because now this is like the second time in Dave Grohl's life where he lost his best friend to an overdose. Well, Kurt Cobain wasn't an overdose, but he was... He was under the influence. He overdosed multiple times and, you know, was uh, pretty intoxicated when when he died. So, yeah, it's just... Um, it's just been really, really hard to deal with, like as a musician and someone who's been a, um, a, a big fan of that band and of Taylor Hawkins specifically for 25 years. Just someone who I always thought just seemed to be a very nice, genuine, cool person. Didn't have this huge ego, um, but he clearly had some demons and... I, yeah, I think he had an incident about 20 years ago that put him in a coma for two weeks or something like that. And you'd hope that after something like that, that, you know, people will get it together, but they can't always. It's hard. It's crazy hard. Uh, addiction is just really, really difficult to deal with. So, yeah, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on the matter? Um, you know, it's... I can understand how it'd be tough for Dave Grohl being the Kurt Cobain uh, suicide actually happened here. Uh, it was in early April. So I think it was only like 10 days difference between the two deaths. Yep. Uh, but it is something that I think the Foo Fighters will probably continue on in some way because uh, there was a lot of difficulty. I know Dave Grohl had when uh, Kurt Cobain died. And they're saying kind of the same thing will probably happen with the passing of Taylor Hawkins and kind of moving forward with that. So um, it sounds like they will probably try to do something here, even though they did cancel the tour that they had already scheduled here and we're on. But, you know, it's just one of those things. If Dave's done it once, he'll probably end up doing it again, you know, where he'll just kind of keep going forward. But, you know, the cool part about, what uh, Taylor always did was he would take over and actually be lead vocals on some songs during concerts. He is lead vocals on a few Foo Fighters songs. Yeah. He usually does um, 
for sure queen covers yeah at every concert he always does and he's very good very good with it and then he uh he'll usually take lead vocals on like i know they do some covers of pink floyd uh i know they do joel walsh some joel walsh singles he put out i think they might even do some eagles but he was he was multi-talented in that way and one of the coolest parts was he was alanis morissette's drummer in her touring band and i saw and i kind of knew this but it was confirmed that dave grohl was looking for a drummer for foo fighters and he actually tracked him down because he knew knew him through some mutual friends and he figured, hey, you know, I'm just going to give you the shot to come and join us. What do you think? And Dave didn't think that he would join him. And Taylor's like, nah, I'm in. And it's just like, whoa, like, this, that's a big move that I just got out of him. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I had heard that he, I mean, he loved being the drummer for Alanis. And that, that's when Alanis was huge because mm-hmm. of that jagged little, yeah, that jagged little pill album was just massive and uh yeah he was yeah he played really really well for her and um but yeah i think the the main logic behind his move to the foo fighters was he was looking to you know be a little bit more creative and be involved in the songwriting process and things like that so it kind of seemed like a no-brainer also what a remarkable challenge that would be you're joining a band that already has one of the best drummers, one of the most well-recognized drummers in the world at the time, and still to this day. Dave Grohl is still probably my second favorite drummer of all time. And he's not even playing drums in that band. So to have to live up to the expectations and the pressure and just nail it and become one of the best drummers of all time yourself, like that is an incredible task in front of you and he he crushed it for 25 years just it's just so incredibly sad that he's gone now yeah well and then we can kind of move on to the other entertainment thing that happened was will smith getting pretty fresh with uh, chris rock and uh, i think it's established it was a slap to the face it was not a punch it was a yeah. slap and uh, just based on a joke that was said about uh will smith's wife which you know chris rock admitted he might have been a little edgy to say it but he said it and uh yeah just kind of everything that happened after it you know now we're finding out more and more about it there was the whole argument of was it fake staged or was it not and i think it's pretty much established that it was definitely not a fake slap right probably wasn't staged but it definitely was a real slap yeah I mean, I watched it like five times in a row that night after it happened. And I was convinced that, oh, this is just, uh, it's a grab for uh, for attention, for the Oscars. They want more viewers and, you know, publicity and all that stuff. And then as the days progressed, when you start hearing more and more things like, no, this was real. And, you know, Chris Rock, should he have said that joke? Who's to say? Um, He's a comedian. I, He's a comedian, and comedians say edgy stuff. You kind of know what you're going to get with a comedian. It's one of those few genres where you can really, you know, you can cross the line, and it's socially acceptable, <laughs> mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some times where it clearly hasn't been. and Especially with, with his catalog. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Will Smith took it wrong. And what what's interesting to me, though, is that immediately after Chris Rock said the joke, the camera went right over to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And Will Smith was laughing. He had a huge smile on his face. And then five seconds later, he's like rushing the stage. And then, yeah. It was this Kanye moment. He just wanted yeah. to be like Kanye. I mean, seriously, like that. I think he, you know, I mean, you, you kind of want something memorable to happen. And I think it's one of those when you start going up and doing something like that, that I'm betting through his head, he was thinking slap him. And he probably didn't really like go, uh oh, until he slapped him. Yeah. Because then he, he kind of had a smirk on his face when he walked yeah. back. But then he sat down and he started yelling, don't take my wife's name out of your mouth. And that's when I think he was kind of going in that adrenaline panic that sometimes yeah. happens where you just start like oh man what am i doing he's like, and i think yeah. that was it i think he maybe was like i need to look like the the victim here my wife needs to look like the victim here and i need to try to like sway it in my favor and he did that poorly too just screaming mm-hmm. obscenities on national live television especially when it's will smith who's the clean rapper the clean guy doesn't mean he is all the time, but at least, you know, publicly he portrays that his rap, he didn't need to swear in order to, to, you know, have number one albums. So, right. Yeah. That's the tough part. Yeah. It's just a lot. So, I mean, I guess if I had to like say like, who, who do I agree with? It's I'm, I'm definitely on board on Chris Rock's side. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have said that, but I, I just think all around that was by Will Smith. That was just a huge display of, moronic activity and it was just really 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 disappointing to me to see something like that happen and you know people are impressionable and now that it's going to give power to to people to think like that kind of uh, you know that kind of attitude that kind of uh display is acceptable and Mm -hmm. i get it like other stand-up comedians have come out this week and said like okay so now i have to worry about if someone doesn't like a joke that they're going to rush the stage and attack me while I'm working. And I, I completely get that. I, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, you know, where, where do we draw the line with, you know, with comedy and where do we draw the line with, you know, what is an appropriate reaction to things? So, I don't know. Um, I kind of thought, so if you ever go to a pro sporting event, especially hockey and baseball, the ticket always has something to the effect of like, there is a chance of injury. Like when you buy this ticket, you're accepting the fact that you might get hit by a puck or you might get hit by a baseball. And it's kind of one of those things too. And you go to a comedy show, you have to accept the fact that you may be the butt of the joke. Right. It's almost, you have to accept the fact that, yeah, you you could be the one picked on for something. And so you got to be ready. And I guess sticks and stones can break your bones. Right. And I guess words, can never really hurt you unless you let them. So, got to right. toughen up, Buttercup. Yeah, yeah. And, and now he's facing some repercussions. And what what surprises me though is, you know, the Academy clearly had already picked him uh, to win the award for Best Actor of the Year, and he gets up there and gives his heartfelt speech, saying love will make you do crazy things, and tried to promote a, a message of you know, love and kindness. And it just seemed like the ultimate hypocrisy to me. <laughs> it's just, I, I didn't get the whole thing. Just 
No, not for me. I, <laughs> I don't know the details of, I guess there's other things that have happened in their marital life. Is that the way to say it? Sure. I don't, I don't know anything about it, but it just sounds like things are wild. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, there's a whole lot. We were talking, we started the show about talking about unpacking. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. And uh, I really don't want to know a lot of it, but no, there's so much more to it. I, I'm all set with unpacking Will and, and Jada's <laughs> yeah. marriage. No, that, that's not for me. We'll let, no, let no. someone else do that one. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like that. They show on those mystery you know, movies and TV shows where they have like the string connecting certain things or whatever. It sounds like there's a just a bulletin board with all kinds of strings getting connected all over the place with that. that <laughs> I don't I don't even want to try to figure out. It would be like when Charlie in the mailroom on It's Always Sunny was trying to, you know, figure out what was going on and there's like made up people on there and just <laughs> that's what it that's what this whole web of stuff is. So and then, and then Carol in the HR room is like Carol, Carol <laughs> <laughs> And he's smoking cigarettes in the mail room, drinking coffee, not delivering the mail because he doesn't think it's important. So and he's burning the mail that he doesn't think is important. <laughs> that that is in a nutshell the whole thing going on with Will Smith, Chris Rock, and Jada Pinkett Smith, right there. Yeah, it's it's a cluster. So, and they don't have to worry about ever acting again because they are the executive producers of the Karate era. Uh, Cobra Kai, are they Cobra really? Kai, yep, and the uh, new Fresh Prince show. That's oh, out there. yeah, I have not seen that yet, but it stars um, their son, if I believe, if I'm correct. A, a, a tiny piece of me just wants to say, no, I'm going to boycott all those things, but I can't boycott Cobra Kai. That show's, <laughs> that show's that was, too good. <laughs> not when you're wearing your karate robe. No. Right? <laughs> no. And so we kind of just summed up the whole show. We just pretty much came from, we started off talking about you wearing your karate outfit. And we're at that point again, so maybe we should just kind of call it a show. Let's just call it good today, and we'll be back, hopefully, with a more positive message <laughs> next week. <laughs> I don't think we're replacing Entertainment Tonight or any of those shows as an entertainment-like podcast. So No, I, I, I think it's probably just our handful of friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, till next time. Till next time, have a safe, happy week, and we will be back again uh, sometime next week if we feel like it. All right. Yeah. All right. Check y'all later. Bye.